0: Welcome to the Amy Rushworth Show. I'm your host, Amy. I'm so glad you're here. I'm an empowerment and sexual wellness coach, breathwork teacher, podcaster, course creator, badass bitch, and a globally recognized thought leader on empowerment. And I'm here to help you if you're ready to fuck off the rules and create a life of unashamed, unapologetic pleasure and deep, deep confidence. I have a burning passion for the taboo and naughty areas of womanhood that we're not supposed to talk about, such as sexual wellness, bold self-expression, defying social expectations, and so much more. The topics that we're typically taught to shut up about or be ashamed of are the conversations I live for, and those are the kind of juicy, soulful chats that are going down on this show. My intention is for you to step into your most outrageously free, unapologetically expressed version of you. So if that sounds like a vibe, let's fucking go. Are you ready? Thank you so much for coming on today. I'd love for <laughs> you to introduce yourself to our audience
1: and share about who you are. Okay, so my name's Ariella Nissa. It feels weird saying that, like, I'm Ariella Nissa, but. Um, that's my name on all social media accounts. I guess I started social media about two years ago, and my Instagram and social media has just climbed like rapidly in the last like two years because of I guess the message that I put out there to all my followers, and that's just to be real, honest, raw, no Photoshop, no editing. I post pictures of like my belly rolls, my cellulite, just everything that makes a woman a woman, I guess. I'm completely real and worry about like my insecurities and my flaws and that's pretty much it. Like that's who I am, I guess. It's pretty much like my own diary. Like every day I write like a new diary entry. Um, That's how I feel anyway. So not only does it help like my followers but it also helps me on a day-to-day basis keep accountable, I guess, for my own like mental health.
0: Amazing. Awesome. And I know so many young women and young people follow you and find your content to really uplift them and to help them to accept themselves. So I'm assuming that it hasn't always been this smooth ride of self-love and self-acceptance for you, because I remember what it was like growing up and being a teenage girl and you go through all sorts of insecurities. So where did this journey begin for you and how did it evolve to where it is now?
1: Yeah, it's actually funny. Someone asked me this question the other day um, at a photo shoot. They were actually the owner of the photo studio and she came in and she just felt like the, I guess the vibe in the room with all of us girls having fun, having a photo shoot together, just being like real and raw and empowering one another. And she was just like so overwhelmed with that and inspired by that. So she asked me and was like, have you always been this confident or like did something push you to get to this stage? And I ended up like talking to her for so long because I feel like my story is really long and I'm sorry if I ramble on a little bit, but I feel like I need to like tell the whole story to get the message across. Um, so when I was in high school, my self-confidence was like, really low I guess all teenagers kind of go through that you're finding yourself you're finding out who you are you're starting to date boys and like boys are becoming a thing you're starting to find your friend groups there's a lot of like bullying in high school and stuff like that and so I guess like throughout high school I really was trying to find myself and I always kind of felt like I was the bigger friend like I wasn't that much bigger than my friends but they were all like you know they had a six pack they had or they had a really flat stomach and they had the perfect butt and they had a tiny frame. And I I always just felt like I was like on the outskirts of my group. And all these insecurities kind of started to develop, I guess, in high school. So I had like a few of my friends in my group who felt kind of the same and we always used to kind of like bounce off each other and give each other new like diet ideas and um, would try and like, it's really sad, but we would try and like starve ourselves together and like plan to starve ourselves or plan to like become bulimic or plan to do this outrageous diet that just would never work and was not good for you just to have that ideal body that society projected to us in high school. And so all through high school, I kind of felt like that. I grew up in a Christian family, so my parents were quite religious, um, and they always kind of wanted me to like go back to a church. When I hit about year 10, after all of the dieting and trying to change myself, I got kind of swept up in a church. So my sister went there. Um I had kind of grown up with these people in the church. So when I went back there, they were super welcoming. It felt like, wow, I don't need to be insecure about anything because that stuff doesn't matter. Like I'm in a church now. And I got really super involved in this church. And this was when I was like, 15 or 16 so I was like nearly every single night of the week I'd be doing something for this church I was doing like groups like bible studies I was doing uh, a youth leader I was like um, in the worship team I was there twice on a Sunday like that was taking up my whole life and I got very involved in that and one of the main things they told us like in church or in religion is you should wait until you're married before um, you have sex or before you live with someone or before you travel and so in the back of my mind I thought to be like what everyone wants me to be and to be that like I wish person that I've always kind of like dreamt of I need to do that like I need to save myself until marriage I need to get married young like this is what I thought I had to do for like people to like me and looking back I, I just I was so young and I was just seeking everyone's approval and I met this guy outside of the church um, but he told me he was like a Christian and stuff and I guess when this was when I was 17 and I'd been going to the church for a while I was like oh my gosh yes now I can finally be like what everyone wants me to be and shortly after like we met we got married when I was 18 everyone was all for it. Everyone in my church, my family, my friends, they were all like, Yep, yeah, go get married while you're 18. Like, that's great. Um, and I went and got married, and it was the most like petrifying thing that I've ever done. Like, before I was about to walk down the aisle, I was just like, my legs were shaking with fear. Like, I was like, What am I doing? Like, am I doing this for everyone else? Am I doing this for people in society and in, in this community? Or am I doing it to make myself happy? Like, am I really in love with this guy? Like, I was questioning everything and I just went through with it because I was like you know what I'd rather hurt myself than hurt everyone else and it's ironic because like I did end up hurting everyone a lot more than if I had just cancelled the wedding and stuff but I was 18 years old and I had no idea what I was doing and so I went through with it and three months later we got a divorce and honestly it was like still to this day the hardest time of my life. I was completely broken. It brought me to a place where I was just completely broken. I was lost. I had no idea who I was. I was only 18 as well. And all these people were just judging me and making opinions and gossiping behind my back. And it really just like ripped the rug out from underneath me. Like I'd never felt that way before. I'd never had depression. I'd never felt anxiety really. Um, I was quite like a bubbly outgoing girl that was pretty sure of herself, I guess. I had the insecurities like everyone else, but I was always pretty sure of who I was on the inside. And this just like rocked me. It was a really bad divorce. All my friends and family turned on me. My sister doesn't speak to me still. I lost everyone from the church. People were calling me and like abusing me, being like, what are you doing? Like divorce is a sin. And it honestly, like I didn't know my place on earth. And it brought me to the point of like every single night I was curled up in a ball on the floor, crying my eyes out literally till I had no tears left and I felt so lonely I just felt like I had no one I didn't know who I was and then there was one night where my parents were actually on holidays they went to Thailand and I had moved back in with them and I was looking after their house when they went to Thailand and one night it just like I don't know what happened I don't know what triggered it but I felt the worst I've ever ever felt and suicidal thoughts started to come into my head which had also never happened before and I bought two bottles of wine and just sat on my floor with really loud music on like like really sad music and just cried and cried and cried and the next thing I knew I had like blacked out from drinking so much and the next thing I knew I kind of woke up from it and was in the bath kind of ready to take my own life and I, I kind of came to and I was just oh my gosh, what am I doing? I just broke down again, started crying, like panicking, got out of the bath and just curled up in bed and went to sleep. And that next morning I was like, okay, I cannot go on like this. A couple of years ago, I knew who I was. Like how, how did I get so lost? How have I let all of this negativity and judgment from other people affect me and who I am and what I think of myself and my value and my worth? And so I made a decision that day to get back up and keep trying and keep going. I didn't leave the house still. Like I was still really scared to leave the house. I became a bit of a hermit, but I was studying primary school teaching at university. And so that kind of forced me to keep going out and talking to people and being social. And that's where I actually met my boyfriend now, Chris. He was in the same course as me. And when I was going through all of this, he was my best friend. We were really close and he was kind of the only one there for me through that time. And when we started dating, like I started to gain more confidence in myself. Um, I started to kind of get back to who I was, but I was still like so mentally unstable. Like I had not dealt with anything properly from that divorce or from all the people that I'd lost or the negativity that they had put onto me I just I hadn't seen a psychiatrist like I just didn't deal with it at all I just pushed it to the back of my mind and was like no I'm just gonna try and get up every day and be happy and I'll fake it till I make it so After that, we started dating and he kind of realized that I loved YouTubers and that was like a hobby of mine, was watching makeup tutorials, it was watching um, YouTubers and I had my favorite YouTubers and he kind of knew who they were and he said to me one day like, Ari, you would be so good at that. Like you would honestly, like you're such a ray of sunshine, he always used to say and you should share that with people and you've been through so much but you can like help people through that and I was like, Chris, like I'm not... the right frame of mind to do that (laughs) like I'm still so mentally unstable I still have no confidence in myself like I don't know if I can put myself out there and let people watch and let alone let people watch like from my past who had kind of banished me from their community or who had judged me like I was so petrified that they were gonna like put it up on Facebook and make fun of me I was just so scared of people's opinions of me by this stage so I didn't do it for a long time and then I finally just made the decision. I was like, one day I just woke up. and was like, yep, I'm going to make a YouTube video and I'm going to put it on private and I'm just going to do it as a hobby for myself and I guess kind of like have fun with it. So I started doing that. I started uploading YouTube content. It was all different content. It was the, like workouts and stuff like that because I'd started working out. It was what I eat in a day, makeup tutorials. It was kind of everything, but all my videos were on private. A few months after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to put them on public now. doesn't matter if anyone doesn't see them. Like, this is for me. This is me stepping out of my comfort zone and getting more confident in myself again and doing something that I love. And so I started putting it on public and then my well ex-friends I guess you could say and people who used to be in my life found the videos pretty much straight away and did exactly what I feared they screenshotted all my videos and photos and stuff and posted it on Facebook to each other's walls laughing about it making fun of me and honestly like that feeling was just like so horrible because at that stage I didn't have anyone supporting me like it was just kind of me and Chris and my mum and dad and for them to kind of like take what I loved doing and share it publicly and humiliate me or try to humiliate me brought me back down to that level again that like where I felt like I'd come so far and then that just like pushed me back like another 10 steps and I felt like I was back to that like personal like I don't know who I am what am I doing I'm embarrassing myself I started to doubt everything I was doing and it was actually Chris again who talked to me and was just like you know they're not in your life so like what does it matter what they're saying about you they don't affect you directly let them talk let them do whatever they want because ultimately it looks bad on them. It doesn't look bad on you. You're doing what you love. You're stepping out of your comfort zone and people will appreciate that and support you. And the people who support you will love you. And it doesn't matter about those people that are being mean, like don't worry about those people. And so I took that advice and I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep posting for me. I feel like this is just going to be such a weight lifted off my shoulders if I keep doing this. So I kept doing it. And then this bikini competition came up with beginning boutique about two years ago i didn't have a following um before this at all and chris again such a good boyfriend he pushed me out of my comfort zone again and said you need to enter this competition you love beginning boutique i think you can win it let's go to the beach let's take some bikini photos you're going to smash it and we'll enter you into this competition and I was, like, so nervous for this. Like, I remember saying to Chris, like, so many times, no, nah, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I'm too fat. My They're not going to choose me. I, I'm, like, a plus-size model. They're, they just want skinny girls. Um, There's going to be so many beautiful girls on there. They're not going to pick me. And he forced me to go down to the beach. We took photos, and it was honestly the first time in my whole life that I'd actually liked a photo of myself. And I realized that and was like, wow, like, That's really sad that I've never liked any photos of myself. And I was so proud that, like, finally I am confident enough to, like, put something up on Instagram or enter a competition, like, with a bikini photo. Like, that was a huge thing for me because, as I said, when I was a teenager, like, all those insecurities, like, I carried them through all of that and thought I was just, like, too fat or too big and that people weren't gonna like me. And so, I entered the competition and I won, which was like crazy for me. Like I remember screaming with Chris when we found out that I won. I was just like, I can't believe that i won this. This is so crazy. We were getting flown up to Brisbane for a photo shoot. This is what we won in the competition. So flown up to Brisbane, we would do a photo shoot with them and we'd be the new faces of their swim one. So there was three of us that won and the two other girls that Uh, one as well were tiny girls. They had done like modeling in the past. They had done photo shoots. And so already I was like doubting myself. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the bigger one first off. And also I have had no experience in this whatsoever. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. And I got really nervous. And there was a couple of times that I nearly backed out of it. And I'm so glad I didn't because I went through with it. I got to the shoot And I woke up really nervous in the morning. And then I looked in the mirror and I said, just have fun with it, Ari. Like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Just have fun. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what bikinis you're wearing. Just have fun. And so that's what I did. I just had fun. I had the best day. And I felt so good when I got home from that shoot. Like, And I didn't think anything was going to come from that. Like I thought that was just like a one-off thing that, you know, I'd stepped out of my comfort zone and the photos were going to go out. It was going to be amazing. And yeah, I was just proud of that in itself. And then when beginning boutique started posting those photos of me on their account, there was actually a couple of like trolls or haters that hopped on and called me fat or said like, Oh my God, she's so fat. Um, and I kind of replied to them and was just like killing with kindness. I'm just going to say like, okay. Thanks for your opinion. I actually go to the gym five days a week. I'm quite healthy, but I don't really care about your opinion. I'm happy with all my lumps and bumps. And that comment just like blew up. All Beginning Boutique's followers jumped on with like, she's not fat. She's not big. She's like a normal body. This is a real body. Like, it's so nice to see you know like even just a medium-sized body on a website i've never seen that and all these people started to like flood onto my instagram and when i started posting consistently those images and started taking more photos it just kind of like blew up from there and yeah it's just been like growing ever since and like i didn't when that happened like my confidence didn't just go to 100 percent, and it's still not at 100 percent, which i try to be completely honest about on my instagram but i've definitely gone to a place now where like i know who i am i know what my values are and i'm not ashamed of who i am anymore and what i look like and it feels so freeing to be able to say that because as i said like this is this torture like this mental torture has been going on since even in primary school i was bringing like lettuce to school and stuff because i thought it would make me lose weight and it feels so freeing to be able to say now that I love myself and yeah, I make mistakes and yeah, I have flaws, but I love them and I love everything about myself and yeah, it's been a long journey, but it's been one that I don't regret anything and um, it's gotten me to the place that I am now, I guess.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all of that so authentically because you touched on so many things and so many difficult challenges that you've been through and I know so many people will resonate something really great that you uh, touched on briefly was about lumps and bumps and people calling you out for that. And I know that you're a really big advocate for normalizing cellulite because it's like so common with women. It's not a flaw. It's just something that has been marketed as a flaw to make money off women and to make us feel bad about ourselves. So what's been your experience of embracing that? Because I know you get a lot of negativity and judgment and comments specifically around that. I've seen you say some of the things that people write on your posts, which are just terrific. Like how do you, I guess, rise above that and not absorb that and take that personally?
1: Yeah, I guess um, there's such like an expectation from the media about our bodies and it's kind of, I guess Instagram especially has turned into a place now where like Facetune is the new thing and it's so easy for people to like manipulate their photos and make themselves look perfect. So that's become like the norm for Instagram. And I guess when I first started posting, cellulite wasn't even like a big thing in my head. Like I've always had cellulite. I've never thought of it as ugly. I've never thought of it as you know, not beautiful, I've never even like given it really a second thought, I guess, because I used to think a lot about, sizing that was like my main thing was like oh no I'm too big of a size it wasn't so much about like little things like cellulite and stuff like that but I do know that a lot of people do struggle with loving that about themselves and I know that it is because of the media and how they portray especially for women that expectation of beauty you know you have to be smooth everywhere you have to be hairless you have to wear the right tan and wear the right makeup and wear the right clothes that suit you like there's so many expectations of like beautiful that it's so hard to like live up to that and feel like you're beautiful in this day and age. I'll actually go into detail about this because it puts it into perspective for me. When I first started Instagram and I was posting like cellulite pictures, I was getting a lot of positive comments and every now and then like the hate comment, but there wasn't like a lot in the start. Um, As I started to gain like a bigger following obviously like the hate is going to get bigger and when that started happening I started to get like really upset about it because I was like oh I've never thought of cellulite as like an ugly thing and now all these people are telling me that like I'm ugly because I have cellulite or I'm unhealthy because I have cellulite and I started to do some research into it and over 90% of women have cellulite like it is a very normal thing for women to have cellulite and it doesn't matter what size you are. And I think I learned that when I lost a lot of weights out of last year, I started getting really into the gym because i'd never really been into the gym in my whole life like i'd never been fully like 100 percent committed to exercise and i fell in love with weight training and so i was like going to the gym like five times a week so i was just loving it like it wasn't to lose weight it wasn't anything to do with the fact that like i didn't love myself it was just that i was feeling so good mentally and um in my fitness like going to the gym and actually enjoying like exercise like that was like a weird thing for me i was like wow this is fun actually enjoy this and so I got really into it and lost a little bit of weight and toned up everywhere and I guess a lot of my followers started to notice that and they're like if you really love yourself like you said a couple of months ago like why are you going to the gym and like trying to lose weight it was like such a big thing for them that I had lost weight and that I didn't have as much cellulite and stuff like that that it made me question like myself and question my body and and question like everything and to be honest I was probably more insecure when I was a size eight to ten than I am when I am just my normal size like when I'm not smashing it out at the gym five days a week and I was way more insecure when I was smaller like way more and I had less cellulite and I had less you know fat on me and stuff like that I had a flatter stomach I I was smaller everywhere I went to Bali um, when I was this size and got dengue fever over there and was rushed to the ICU um, and was in the ICU for a week. Couldn't eat anything, couldn't drink even water. I was vomiting um, nearly every half hour. I was bleeding from everywhere. Like it just was not a nice week at all. Um, My blood platelets actually dropped to below 23, which 20 is like a very deadly. line for that so I would have had to get like blood transfusions and stuff if it dropped below 20 but thank god it went back up but I actually lost another 15 kilos when that happened so I was already at my smallest I'd ever been and I lost another 15 kilos in a week um, from being sick and it kind of brought me back into that like really not confident place anymore where I was just like Everyone's judging me again. It was that people pleaser in me coming back, which I think is a Virgo thing. I don't know if you like um, read into astrology and stuff. I I'm am so mad about astrology. astrology. I am a yes, Virgo rising. <laughs> Oh, are you? Oh my gosh, you would know then. Yeah, it's <laughs> like over perfectionism. Section. Yes, yeah. So I'm just a people pleaser through and through and I've kind of grown out of it now, but this kind of brought me back into that people pleasing mentality of like, oh my gosh, I need to get everyone's approval again. Like I need to make people happy again because I'm not happy myself either. And so after that, we went to Europe when I got better um, and I kind of started to put on weight again I was feeling like myself again but then my cellulite got even worse because I lost all this weight and then I had gained lost and gained weight in such a short amount of time that um, my skin was stretching I was getting more dimples I was getting more stretch marks Um, and I honestly like when it came back I was like oh my gosh I've actually missed you I've missed my cellulite like I've missed my stretch marks and when it came back it was like it was like that kind of like light bulb moment where I was like, it's natural. Like cellulite is so natural. It's beautiful. Like all of us have it. It doesn't matter if you're smaller or bigger. Like I still had a bit of cellulite when I lost all that weight as well. Like it didn't completely go away. And I know heaps of my friends as well who were size six to eight. They're tiny and they've still got stretch marks and cellulite. Like it's not something that you can just magically click your fingers and your cellulite's gonna be gone. So What's the point in hating it? Like if it's a natural thing, if everyone's got it, why are we so programmed in our brains to hate it? And I guess that's why I got like so passionate about my cellulite because so many girls were messaging me and they're like, do you know what? It's so lovely seeing your cellulite and seeing cellulite on Instagram because I never see it. Everyone's so smoothed out. Everyone's photoshopping. And it makes me feel like crap seeing that and seeing your cellulite on display you loving it, you being confident with it makes me confident in my own body. And I guess that's where that kind of passion for that stemmed from, because I'm like, what's wrong with it? Like, why do you all think there's something wrong with it? Like, I just find it so beautiful. I don't know why. I'm like, I was saying to the girls on the shoot the other day for the um, my new project, the Self-Love Bible, we had a, a really raw, real photo shoot where we stripped down, like I did a nude shoot and the other girls stripped down to their underwear. And we we're kind of all just saying to each other, like, how nice it is to see all these different bodies looking so beautiful but we're all so different and it was just so nice seeing that and all of us empowering one another at the shoot and I kind of said to them I'm so sorry girls but I'm like obsessed with nude women's bodies at the moment like I don't know what it is like I'm straight but I love the look of a real, raw, natural woman's body. It doesn't matter what size they are. It doesn't matter what they look like. Just seeing that is so inspiring and empowering to me. That rawness. I don't know what it is about it. It's just, yeah, that rawness. The lumps and bumps that's what I love and I'm obsessed with it and I was telling the girls the other day and I was like I'm sorry if I'm being weird because I was being like the biggest hype woman as well like I was like oh my god you look amazing like wow like hyping them up the whole shoot because I was just so overly excited that they were just loving the skin they were in and like being so confident even though like we were all so different like there was no comparing there was no jealousy and judging I think like women tend to do that is when they feel insecure or threatened, they tend to like get a bit bitchy and and there was nothing like that. Like it was so empowering, just like all of us being real and raw and seeing how beautiful they all looked. Like it's just so inspiring to me, I think as well.
0: Totally. I feel like that's what I'm trying to create on planet earth, like with my retreats and my programs and stuff is community of women that support each other and nourish each other. And when they see other women winning, they think amazing. Like that's so good for you because what's possible for you can be possible for me and we can support each other and co-create together with the judgment that you've received from people. What's been the difference or the contrast between the way that men judge
1: you and the way that
0: women judge you?
1: Honestly, like I feel like women tend to go for really like personal things, they tend to go more for like the mind. um, They go for the jugular, (laughs) yeah, they do. They go for like my personality and they're like, you know, judge behind the image kind of thing whereas men tend to only focus on the physical aspects of that photograph like they won't read my caption they won't go and stalk my Instagram and see what I'm about and see that I do promote like actually living a healthy and active lifestyle but loving yourself through that as well like not trying to change yourself and always bettering yourself like that's my message and I feel like men don't bothered to even look at that. And it's really sad because majority of my hate comments come from men, especially older men or really young men. Like I've actually had a boy comment on my photo. This was actually not that long ago. I think it was actually um a cellulite post that I did do. And he commented and said something like, Oh, you're so fat or like just something like that. And I just commented back and was like, Okay, that's your opinion, but like I know that I'm not, I love my body, like, I don't really care what you think. And all my followers kind of like went on and commented back and was like, Why are you even saying this? And it turned out he was actually like a 15 year old boy that was just like trolling for fun. And all my followers actually found his parents' Instagram pages and messaged them was like, Do you know your son's commenting on women's bodies like this? Like, and he was being really disrespectful about women as well, which was the main thing. And, um, they actually messaged me the next day. He ended up deleting his comment and apologizing because they messaged me the next day and was like, we are so disappointed in our son. I'm so sorry that he's been commenting this on your profile. We don't know why. He's in a really bad place mentally at the moment. And it was just like the weirdest situation because it was all online as well. Like I didn't even know this young boy either, but so many young boys comment on my photo like saying stuff like that or older men who are just like I don't even know if I want to repeat some of the comments on here because they're disgusting but uh, most of them are like about my cellulite or sometimes like even about my vagina let's be real like they literally just pick apart like everything um about me (laughs) yeah it mainly comes from men which I'm really shocked at because growing up Um, I guess like and being involved with friendship groups that were all women and girls they tend to be a bit more bitchy and so I kind of expected that more from girls but it's mainly men and it's really sad because I feel like they are just adding to that insecurity that like so many women already feel and I hate even leaving those kind of comments up on my Instagram because I want my Instagram to be a safe place for girls and a safe place even for guys as well and reading comments like that like girls are messaging me before being like I read that comment and I'm you know like bigger than you and like if they think that about you what what do they think about my body like and it's just horrible that people anyone can say stuff about anyone on social media that's like one thing I don't really like about social media it's very hard to keep it all positive and I feel like I've had to get past that in my own journey, because at the start, like I would cry about every single negative comment. Like I would, I would cry and I would cry to Chris. And then one day he just looked at me and he was like, Ari, if you want to do this job, if you want this to be your career, if you enjoy this and you're passionate about it, you need to learn how to ignore people like that. Otherwise you're not going to get through this. You're not going to be able to do this job. It's going to affect you too much. You're too sensitive. And if you don't think you can do it, don't do it. And then that was kind of like a wake-up call for me. I was like, yeah, you know what? These are random people. They must be really sad in their own lives to hop online, find a random person that they don't even know, and comment something mean about their body or who they are when they haven't met them. They have never seen them in real life. Unless you're with someone 24-7, you don't know who they are. And even then, you don't know who they are. Yeah. So like... It's just that was what was hard in the start was like everyone having a, an opinion about everything. And it, it's still kind of like that. Like when I post, I get a bit scared if I'm going to post something a bit like a bit crazier because I'm like, oh, I'm going to get hate on this one. Like people are going to judge me or think this or think that. And I overthink everything. But I feel like, especially in the last few months, I've come to a really good place with social media and. I can push past those hate comments now because I've built up that tolerance. I feel like it doesn't just happen straight away. Yeah. I'm definitely feeling more confident in it now, but the hate comments still like hurt sometimes. So if you're having like a bad day or like something's happened, like me and Chris have had a fight and I go on Instagram and read a comment saying like, you know, you're the ugliest thing I've ever seen or like you're fat or you're so unhealthy or it's hard reading those comments on a day-to-day basis and people just expect you to be okay with it as well like I've had comments before being like well you knew what you were getting into being an online personality or whatever a blogger you knew that you were going to get hate so you need to deal with it and I just don't agree with that I don't think anyone deserves hate or deserves to be bullied I think that's just so wrong it's just such a wrong perspective on social media
0: Definitely. And something that you've kind of touched on here is um, something that I see a lot, uh, especially actually even recently on uh, the bird's papaya. I don't know if you follow Sarah, but she gets a lot of hate for putting her body on the internet and then men attack her and then say, well, you're asking for it because you're kind of putting yourself in the limelight. You're showing your body. Of course, we're going to sexualize you. Of course, we're going to judge you that's what you're asking for. And I think that that speaks to a bigger issue of victim blaming and um, shaming women and basically saying that we're asking for stuff if we speak our truth, if we put ourselves in the spotlight, if we show up and show ourselves to the world. So what's been your experience of that? And like, do you give yourself a pep talk? Do you give yourself affirmations? Do you do the mirror pep talk like you mentioned before? What are your key tips for someone who feels like they're going through this same experience?
1: Yeah, I guess it's hard to like um, summarize it into a few tips because I feel like I've learned so much over the last few years, especially with like my own mental health. And it's only literally been in the last few months that I've put in place Things into like my everyday routine that help me believe in who I am and believe in myself. I guess the first or the main one is Instagram because Instagram is my job. Um, before I was like going on it all the time, like I was constantly on it and I feel like, now I kind of manage my time a little bit better and treat it more as a job rather than just like aimlessly scrolling through Instagram because I feel like that really had an effect on my mental health especially because like once you start this kind of like social media career you get invited to events you get invited to retreats you get invited to trips where you meet other influencers and I've rarely met like influencers who do what I do who are raw and real on instagram and so i would go to these events meet these people and they were beautiful kind people but i would start following them and then These people would be on my feed all the time, completely Photoshopped, like, face tuning their images. Like, do you know just that typical, like, Instagram influencer? And it was affecting my mental health. It was making me question, like, should I even be spreading this message? Like, is it even doing anything? Like, they were getting all these opportunities and, you know, these brands that were giving them opportunities were ignoring me and it made me feel like because I was, you know, too fat or got too much hate or that's why they weren't choosing me for these opportunities. Like, I was just constantly criticizing myself and i got to the point where i was like this isn't healthy and so I actually started to unfollow those people and I made that decision for myself because I was like, it's so important who you're following and who you have on social media. Like that is like the main thing for me. I want people to empower me. I want to feel inspired. I want to see real people living their real lives. I don't just want to see this big highlight reel that everyone's putting up to the world. Like I just want to follow real genuine people. And since I've done that, like it's changed my perspective so much and like on a day-to-day basis, I'm so much happier and so much more content in myself and what I'm doing. And I've just realized like, I'm on my own journey. This is like what I'm doing and everyone's on their own journeys. And we're all, we all have a different final destination. So there's no point trying to be like everyone else. Like I always say on my Instagram, like why fit in when you can stand out? Like, it's such like a cliche thing to say, but like, it's so true when you think of that statement is like why do you want to fit in and be like everyone else like even in kids stories that we used to read you know like the ugly duckling you know he wanted to fit in and he wanted to be like the other ducklings but then in the end he was like a swan (laughs) it feels so weird saying this about a kid's book but it's just like the teacher coming out of me (laughs) it's trying to use it as like a metaphor but like I always think about like stories like that because I'm like yeah, like, why do I want to be a duck when I can be a swan? You know, like, I want to push myself, I want to do things that people haven't done before. I want to push myself out of my comfort zone. I don't want anyone to tell me no, or that I can't do something, because there's no limits to what I can do. There's no limits to what anyone can do. And I always try and, like, say that on my Instagram as well, Is like, you are you, and we're all so unique, and there's no one like you so don't try to be like everyone else like stand up and be who you are and people will respect you for that as well and i feel like since i've done that that's like been a massive thing for me is my social media because it's such a big thing these days. Like so many people are on social media and I feel like that's like my number one tip for anyone trying to like get more confidence in themselves. Um, and if they are on social media is to cull your social media and just follow people who make you feel good. Cause it would make such a difference. The other thing that I do is Meditate and give, I have like gratitude time every day, and that's made such a huge difference as well. Because even if I feel like there's nothing to be grateful for when I'm meditating, like I always find even like small things make me feel so good, like just being grateful for them. Like even just saying every day, I'm so grateful for my mom, dad, I'm so grateful for my brother, I'm so grateful for my boyfriend, Chris, I'm so grateful that we have a roof over our heads, I'm so grateful that I have food on the table, I'm so grateful that I have. An amazing job where I get to like speak to people and speak my truth, and even just giving like gratitude for those little things can really make a huge difference to your everyday life.
0: Totally, it actually completely rewires your brain, and I think people think it's such a simple thing that it wouldn't be effective. But for me, as well, and my listeners will know this, gratitude is the first thing that I implemented during my healing journey, and yeah, it takes like fuck all time every day. It's so simple. Mm. I love that you yeah. meditate as well. Would you say that you're a spiritual person?
1: Well, because I grew up in a church, I think I've always been quite spiritual and I still believe in God. I just don't know if I believe in religion. I think they have got a lot of things wrong. That's just my personal opinion. I might not know. I'm just not really into that anymore. And I've become more aware of other ways to be spiritual that I never knew before because I was so invested in a church and because they were very against like you going down any of those other spiritual paths but I feel like since all of it's happened I definitely have become way more spiritual and I was actually saying this to Chris the other day because um, in my app that's coming out we have all different topics and one of the topics is spirituality because I just felt like it was such an important thing to talk about because because so many people don't believe that spirituality is even a thing. Like they just think that to be spiritual, you have to be religious, which isn't the case at all. Like I've even learned that like, like nature Is spiritual like having a connection with the land and having a connection with like nature and itself just being out in nature and sitting there and listening you know the life cycle of all animals and even us is so amazing if you actually look at what it is and how everything works upon everything else and like um, how we need for example if bees went extinct like how much that would affect our ecosystem and the life cycle of everything there's just so much spirituality in nature in even astrology like I feel like I know myself so much more after researching about astrology and finding my birth chart and stuff like that which I had never ever done before because I was in church even just giving yourself that like time setting aside 10 minutes to meditate has made such a difference in my thought processes, I guess how I handle things like emotionally, my emotional intelligence, my social intelligence, like I feel like I understand myself better and I understand human beings better from giving that time to be more spiritual.
0: Definitely, definitely and You know, even if you look at the blue zones of the world where people live the longest, one of the key themes is that they all have some sort of spirituality and connection to something bigger to themselves. And I think, like you, I'm fascinated by astrology. I use it in my work. Um, My birth chart blew my mind and having a reading. What's your rising sign? Do you know?
1: Yes. So my moon sign is a Sagittarius and my rising sign is a Libra, and I honestly, like, that's my mum and dad, how weird is that, is my dad's a Sagittarius, my mum's a Libra, and that's my moon and my rising sign, it's so strange to me, because I have so many, like, I'm a Virgo through and through, like, I've realised that now, but then there's other parts of me that, like, didn't make sense, that I was like, no, that's not a Virgo, but then As soon as you bring in like the Sagittarius of my dad and then the Libra of my mom, like that is just me. That's me in a package is those three like star signs. It's so crazy.
0: Totally. Well, I mean, Sagittarius is typically quite fierce and strong-minded and they're definitely like a leader and they're very fiery and that's your moon sign. So that's like your inner world. So perhaps that's helped you with this, ascension that you've been through where you've kind of been able to rise above things internally and I guess of course you're human so you do take things personally but then to kind of transcend that and to move above that and to just keep sharing your voice which I think is really magic
1: yeah exactly and like it's even weird because Libras are very like equal they believe in justice and um my husband's everybody. a Libra <laughs> yeah yeah my mum's like that like so much like that like if me and my brother have a fight she'll be like I'll be on the phone to her like venting be like and he did this and that and she'll be like okay but you need to understand it from his point of view and then if he calls her doing that she'll like do this same thing be like yeah but you got to understand Ari's point of view like she's always like the middleman trying to equalize everything and I guess that's in me as well like like I want everything to be equal like I want everyone to be treated on an equal level like like when I go to events and stuff like that it's hard being in the influencer industry because these are the people you work with are influencers and I'm not trying to like give influencers a bad name or anything because there's so many that I love there's so many girls that I get along with really well but a lot of them like only care about like the number of followers you have or um, how big you are on social media, what friend group you're in. Like it's very clicky and very judgy and I've never been like that. Like I feel like sometimes I don't fit in at events and stuff like that because I don't care how many followers you have. Like if what you give to me, I'll give back to you, you know, like if you're a kind, genuine person, like that's all that matters to me. I don't care about the number of followers you have.
0: Amazing. I feel the same. I often feel like that at events and it's just not me and I just think you've got to stay true to you and stay in your own lane and then your people come and you'll have those deeper more amazing connections that are so more deep and profound and meaningful than just random people who follow you on the internet like that means jack shit
1: yeah exactly I've, like, kind of stopped going to events now because of that reason because I just find it very hard to get along with people like that. Like, I'm, I'm just so different to that. And even my best friend says that, like, she's come to some events with me where she's just, like, I try and prepare and I'm, like, I'm just preparing you. Like, influencers are very different. Like, they act very differently at these events and stuff. And the first couple ones she came to, she was just, like, in shock. Like, she was, like, I can't believe, like some people are like that. Like it just makes me feel so uncomfortable. And like, I, I don't know how you feel comfortable coming to events like this by yourself. Like it must be really scary. And I was like, yeah, it is. That's why I don't like to go to events by myself. Cause it is, it's very scary The the industry, especially like, because I'm, I'm venturing out and trying to do something different to everyone else. I feel like that in itself becomes a kind of insecurity for me. Cause I'm like, Oh, people don't take me seriously. Like they probably think this and think that like I get quite insecure about that because of the way that they act at these events.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think it's natural to have those moments, but at the same time, I'm sure you can circle back and remember that you're out there sharing your voice to really make an impact on others rather than thinking about yourself and thinking about, you know, what am I getting from this? How am I profiting off my following? You're, actually in your own lane thinking about how do I make the world a more amazing place for the women and the young people that follow me
1: yeah exactly exactly and usually I can like pick myself back up again but yeah it's very hard to like put yourself out there and so I get why people are really scared to do it because it was such a scary thing for me as well even like just posting a photo on Instagram let alone like posting every day and consistently and like in bikinis and like it's hard. It's hard to like start that, that journey.
0: Definitely. Do you think that it's just about feeling the fear and taking it step by step anyway, and then learning to be more comfortable with putting yourself out there?
1: Honestly, I think it is because you can't get anywhere without stepping forward. I used to dwell on it about the, my YouTube channel and about Instagram and stuff. Like I so badly wanted to do that. Like I was like, I would love to like, talk to people and share my experiences and help people and stuff like that and even for me like it took me so long to even do that and to make that first step and be like I'm going to post a video I'm, I'm going to film a video like that's even scary taking that first step but I think it's you if you keep walking that's what helps you to gain that confidence and that momentum if you just stop in your tracks like you're not moving forward you're not trying to better yourself and I feel like if you're every day trying to better yourself the more confident in yourself you're going to become the more happy and content you're going to be in yourself
0: totally agree it was the same for me I remember like I always dance on my Instagram stories and Mm -hmm. I used to be really insecure about dancing and I just thought I was really goofy and lanky and I was like, I'm not sexy. And now I do it all the time. And people are like, I love your videos. They make my day so bright. And it's just amazing to see how confident you are that you can do that. And it's like, it wasn't always something that I felt comfortable doing, but with the momentum, with repetitively showing up and being my true self, it just becomes easier and easier, but I think it's important for people to know that the most confident people may not have always felt like that, and they've just taken steps to feel their fear and to take the action forward anyway.
1: Yeah, 100%, and I feel like it's something that I'm always going to be working on as well, like it's not like a there's a final destination, and it's not like I've reached that destination yet. I don't think I ever will, I think I'll always have insecurities, we all will, but It's just about progressing and moving forward. Like I always come back to being the best version of yourself that you can be. And doing that means working on yourself. It means bettering yourself. It means trying to be more confident and taking risks and stepping out of your comfort zone. And even if you fall, like just getting back up again, that's such an achievement, getting back up again. And I feel like I've learned that through these last few years of just like up and down like it's been like an emotional roller coaster but that's something that I've learned is that when you fall like get back up and you just become stronger and stronger
0: amazing well it sounds like you've been on an amazing journey so far and you're just going to keep continuing to rise let's talk about self-love because I know that you've got this amazing app that's coming out and you've got an ebook as well don't you
1: The app is called the Self Love Bible. I've launched the Instagram and stuff. We actually launched it a little while ago. Um, I, I just wanted to make it like a safe space on Instagram as well for girls to share their stories and share some things that they may be facing because I found that when you just have a group of girls like to be accountable with and to empower one another, it just feels so good to have like a group of girls like that. So that was my initial thought with starting like the Instagram Last year in July, when I was traveling around Europe, I had all of these ideas for like YouTube videos from what my followers wanted to see. They wanted to see like spirituality. They wanted to get confidence tips. They wanted to know how to deal with mental health. They wanted to know how to deal with relationships. Like I was just getting bombarded with all of these questions, like wanting me to share my advice. And I kept saying to like in comments and so I was like, it's so hard for me to like write a comment about this. Let me make a YouTube video. And there was just all this content for these YouTube videos. I was just like, oh my goodness, there's literally just so much that I could talk about. And I want it to be like a safe space as well. Like I don't want to put up these videos and then have the same thing as Instagram where it's like, I'm putting up these photos and people are loving it, but then they're seeing these horrible comments or people are getting involved um, and being negative and making them feel like crap. So I just, that was the initial idea was like, I just wanted to create a safe space for women to go to where they could have daily challenges based around self-love, where I could give my tips, where I could talk to them, where I could give advice, where um, they could give advice to each other that was just going to be this tight-knit, close little group. And I guess the main thing was like having a safe space and sharing my advice and stuff like that. So when I was in Europe, I came up with the idea of the Self-Love Bible app. And I was like, okay, I'm going to create an app I'm going to make it super simple to use. I'm going to have daily challenges centered around like literally every single thing in your life that you can think of. And I'm just going to go full force with it. So when I got back from Europe, I started doing my research. There was nothing else like it on the market. And then I was like, oh my gosh, there's such a demand for some like a safe place where they aren't being told what to do. They're not saying you need to do this and you need to change that and you need to do this. But it's a place where we can like grow together. It's a place where we can better ourselves together. It's a place that they can choose like their own journey. And so they can make a profile on the app. Anyone who has the app can communicate with each other. So there's a forum on there as well where you can post statuses, you can like people's posts, you can comment on people's posts. All our daily challenges, we have for each month a different topic. So our first month is body positivity, it's all about loving your body. The second month is about loving who you are. The third month is about finding a healthy and active lifestyle based around your life and what you're doing and who you are and what you like and what you don't like. I just want it to be like a kind of, do you know those books that are like um, choose your own adventure books? And it's like, when you get to a certain page, it's like go to this page if you choose this choice. Oh yeah. I like, loved those. Yeah, that's, that's what I was kind of thinking when I was like designing the app. I was like, I just want people to feel like they can choose, where they go in this app, they can choose what their journey is going to be like. And I just wanted to be like a support for them to do that and give them my advice as well, like everything I could ever think of. So when I got home from Europe, I literally spent like, and I'm still writing now um, all the months, I just spent hours and hours sitting there and writing my story my tips and my advice and like things that have actually helped me in my own life. Like I didn't just want to give them like generic answers that you could find on Google. I gave them actual things in the app that have helped me in my journey. Even if the app only helped in person, that is all that matters to me. This is why I'm putting so much effort into this app because I really feel like it's going to help people in their journeys. And I'm so excited for people to like embark on that. Like that's like my most excited thing about the app is I'm like, yes, I'm just so excited that I'm going to be able to help people. It's my most like asked question on my Instagram. So I feel like I'm really answering this most asked question in like the best, most detailed way I possibly can. So I'm like so excited about it. Um, I'm so excited for it to be just a safe space, I think for people to come to and share what they're going through, to share advice, just to empower one another.
0: Amazing. Well, you've answered their question really well by developing an app for it. Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah. (laughs) We will include links to everything in the show notes so that everyone can find you and find about all the amazing things that you do and that you share with the world. So, thank you so much for sharing everything and just being so real and so honest and so amazing. It's so inspiring. And I know that everyone who's been listening is just going to be so motivated and just so uplifted by everything you shared. Oh, thank you. It's good. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this episode ignited you, expanded you and enriched your heart, your mind, your life in some way. If it did, reach out on Instagram. My handle is This Is Amy Rushworth. Or you can head over to my website for all my courses, retreats, and magical offerings at amyrushworth.com. If the show feels like a vibe for you, make sure you subscribe. And if you have 60 seconds to rate and review, or even to just share the show with a friend, I would be so, so, so grateful. And it helps more amazing, beautiful people like you to discover this show and to improve their lives for the better. Stay tuned for the next episode. And until then, I'm sending you strength, grace, ferocious courage, and a friendly reminder to always love yourself fiercely and to go out there and live your most unapologetic life.